gentlemen, start your engine. You're listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNAPA.com. Featuring appearances by Bill McAnally Racing Drivers, Todd Gilliland, Riley Herbst, Julia Landauer, and 2015 NASCAR K&N Pro Series West Champion, Chris Eggleston. Now here's your host, Anthony Alejandres. Todd Gilliland rides the dominant Iowa Speedway victory back to the top of the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West Championship standings. I'm Anthony Alejandrez, and you're listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. On today's edition of BMR Access, we'll give you a full-length recap of last weekend's combo race out at Iowa Speedway, and we'll get you caught up on everything you'll need to know heading into this weekend's race out at Evergreen Speedway. Our featured interview of the week will be none other than the winner out at Iowa Speedway and championship leader Todd Gilliland. And later on the program, we'll be joined by a special guest from the ARCA Racing Series, Chase Briscoe. We'll be joined by race winner Todd Gilliland shortly, so we'll get things started now with your Iowa Speedway race recap. One day show out at Iowa Speedway for the East and the West Series. Things would get started in the morning with some practice sessions. Chris Eggleston and Todd Gilliland found themselves toward the top of the charts of this large 33-car field in practice number one. Unfortunately for Chris Eggleston, he would have to make an engine change after that first practice session. Then in practice two, highest running BMR car would be Todd Gilliland posting a third best time on the track, with Riley Herbst and Julia Landauer toward the middle of the pack. Up next was K&N Pro Series qualifying, and Todd Gilliland would carry that speed he showed in practice into qualifying, running a lap that was good enough to qualify second for the race, fastest of all West Series drivers. Riley Herbst made a huge jump in qualifying, really taken well to the Iowa Speedway in qualifying, posting a fifth best lap time, second fastest of the West Series competitors. Up next was Chris Eggleston. Coming back from an engine change in practice, Eggleston was able to put up a lap good enough to start in 14th spot for the race. Then tough luck came in qualifying for Julia Landauer and the number 54 Curb Records team, as they would lose an engine and unfortunately not be able to make a lap in qualifying. This would force them to start at the rear of the field for the race, with a lot of ground to make up. Then came time for the race. Night racing out at Iowa Speedway, 150 laps around the largest track that the West Series would visit this season. BMR has won the last two Iowa Speedway races and came in looking for win number three in a row at the short track. The green flag came out and in the opening laps, Todd Gilliland settled into second behind leader Kyle Benjamin. And after exchanging the lead a few times with Kyle Benjamin, Todd Gilliland eventually settled into the lead by lap 38. Unfortunately, lap 44 brought around some trouble for the number 50 of Chris Eggleston as under caution he would enter pit road with some problems under the hood of his number 50 Toyota. After lap 75, Todd Gilliland would build a lead over two seconds on the competition, with teammate Riley Herbst in the fourth spot as the race's halfway break arrived. After a short break and final adjustments being made, the race resumed. Gilliland fell to the second spot shortly after the restart, but by lap 84 he would retake that race lead. While Gilliland led the charge for BMR on the day, he wasn't the only one to have a strong run. Riley Herbst and the number 19 NOS Energy Drink Toyota Camry would climb into the second spot at Iowa making a BMR 1-2 on the track. In the race's final 50 laps, Gilliland would stretch out the lead over his teammate quite a bit, and with under 25 laps to go, Riley Herbst would fall from the second spot, while teammate Todd Gilliland continued to show the way. Todd Gilliland would cruise to victory at Iowa Speedway, bringing BMR a third straight win at the track. Todd's fourth West win of the year and fifth across both series this year. Riley Herbst would end the race in sixth position, a very strong run for Riley and the number 19 team earning third-place points in the West Series. Julia Landauer had a very hard-fought night at the track, overcoming an engine change and starting toward the rear of the field. 
she would finish 17th in the race, 8th among West Series drivers, though. Chris Eggleston fought plug wire issues at Iowa Speedway, forcing him to pit several times in this one, unfortunately setting him back to a 25th place finish at Iowa. Of all the West Series teams in this race, Chris would be the 11th finishing driver. Following back-to-back -back wins, Todd Gilliland is back atop the K&N Pro Series West Championship standings by three points. He's got a very impressive seven top five finishes in eight races thus far. A tough outing for Chris Eggleston pushes him back one spot to fourth in the standings, but only one point out of the top three, and 25 out of the top spot. Julia Landauer currently sits sixth in the championship standings following her 17th place finish, only nine points out of the top five. Just three points back at Julia Landauer is Riley Herbst. He sits eighth in the championship points following Iowa, also very close to the top five in the standings. This race recap is brought to you by BMR Napa Auto Care Centers. If you need to get your car repaired, then bring it to the place with the best reputation in the community. Everything from general automotive repair to brake service, oil changes, tune-ups, to computer diagnostics, and so much more. BMR Napa Auto Care is dedicated to getting your car running like it should be, and they are committed to delivering best-in-class service. Schedule an appointment online today at bmrnapa.com or over the phone at 916-676-0010. They have two locations, Roseville and Antelope, California, both of which can get you that same great BMR service. That's BMR Napa Auto Care, championship service from a championship team. Up next on the show, we'll visit with Iowa Speedway winner Todd Gilliland. We'll talk to him about these back-to-back -back race wins and retaking the series points lead. That's coming up next on BMR Access. Nice enough to join us on the program here. Winner of the two most recent races in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West, Todd Gilliland, driver of the number 16 Napa Auto Parts Toyota. Thanks for joining us today, Todd. Yep, thanks for having me. And Todd, first off, we'll talk about that Iowa victory because that one was just last weekend. That had to be a big win for you guys. One thing that you guys have done all year is you competed with both series. You know, you've gone out east and you've won out there. You've come out west here and you're running for the championship right now. The series come together for one race a year and you won it. How did that feel? Oh, it felt great. And it was, uh, it was really a big boost of confidence for um, not only our Nap Auto Parts team, but all the guys out here on the west coast. Uh, I feel like just just having that combination race win, uh, come back to the East Coast, or come back to the West Coast for um, the third straight race there, uh, I think it's it's really showing that the West Coast has uh, really stepped up their game. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's been really good to uh, go out there and show what we got. What does it say about BMR being that, like you said, you know, this was kind of a deal where it seems like the West Coast has stepped up their game, but BMR specifically – uh, going three in a row now at Iowa Speedway, winning that race, uh, that's got to be a big deal, a big confidence boost as a whole team. Yeah, it's arguably one of the biggest races of the year. So um, we can go out there as, as an organization and be that strong. Uh, we were second and third in the first practice, and then um, my teammate Riley Herbst and, um, and I ran first and second there for most of the second half. So uh, Bill McNally Racing was definitely uh, a very strong this weekend, and or last weekend at uh, Iowa Speedway. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to be just as strong on a week-to-week -week basis out here on the West Coast. Brendan Gunn joined us on the show last week, and we talked a lot about Iowa Speedway and, 
just everything that was coming up on that weekend. And Brendan really emphasized how much he liked the track out at Iowa. And I feel like most of the drivers that I've talked to really look forward to this race and really like racing on this track. That being said, you coming off your win there, why do drivers love Iowa Speedway so much? I mean, a lot of people say because it was designed by a, a racer and uh, they really knew what to, to put in the track. And I'd say uh, just little characteristics like uh, having progressive banking. We could run three wide, two wide, whatever you really wanted to do, um, all the way on the top, but right by the wall, all the way on the bottom. So um, you can move around a lot. You could find where your car works best. It was uh, a little bit tight or loose. You could uh, move around to make it work a little bit better. And I'd say it just kind of puts it, a little bit more in the driver's hands than a uh, you know a week-to-week race at at uh, some of the flatter tracks where it's it's pretty dependent on on just the car. So uh, it, it's always cool to go to progressive bank tracks like that, where um, you know everyone starts on the bottom for the most part and then uh, moves your way up to the uh, to the top come the end of the race. You've won a lot of races the last year with Bill McAnally Racing. And uh, you've uh, you've looked dominant at many times, and then there's been some where you've kind of showed up, you know, middle of the race, and then you know you smoked them at the end of it. And a few weeks back, we had State Line Speedway, and that one was a magnificent comeback for you and your team, going for a spin in the middle of the race, and really not having a lot of time to make up all that ground that you lost. But uh, you ended up getting there just in enough time to win it. Why don't you tell us about that amazing end of that race? Yeah, the end of that race really was amazing. Um, I guess both from the driver's seat and uh, all the great fans out there, State Line Speedway was probably one of the, uh, you know, the, one of the most attended races that we've been to on the West Coast so far. So uh, it was cool to have their support. You know, after that super close finish with uh, Noah Gregson there, and four thousandths of a second separated us. So um, it definitely got everyone hyped up in the stands and. Uh, they were all cheering for us at the end, so that was, that was cool to see. But, um, yeah, like you mentioned, we had to come from the back with, uh, you know, just over 50 to go. So uh, I passed a lot of cars, and, um, you know, the car was driving really great. Uh, you know, everyone at Bill McNally Racing, like you mentioned, again, uh, everyone's been giving me really, really good uh, race cars, and uh, it definitely helps when the, the car's driving really good. You mentioned four one-thousandths of a second was the margin of victory, and I'm always curious in scenarios like that for the drivers. I mean, you're side-by-side coming to the line, and when it's that close, I mean, did you know you had won the race, or was it, you know, did you have to hear from the team afterwards to know for sure when it's that close? Um, I mean, you never really know, but I thought I won, and, and Noah thought he won also, so uh, we both stopped on the front stretch side-by-side, and then uh, while NASCAR reviewed the um, the pictures and videos and everything they had, it was it was pretty stressful because you start to second guess yourself. You're like, uh, did I really did I really win, or was that earlier than the start finish line, or was that after the start finish line? And um, yeah, it's definitely one of the that was probably one of the longest minutes of my life just sitting there uh, waiting for them to have the decision. And if you fans haven't seen the video of that finish, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Really exciting finish to the race. Your car is right up against the wall, and you cross the line just ahead of that seven car. Really great finish. And uh, just after just after State Line Speedway, you guys headed out east very quickly, and you were at New Hampshire Motor Speedway uh, running the East Race, and you had a very strong outing out there too. Second place finish, and uh, I mean New Hampshire is another different test for you as a rookie. 
being that you're running a bigger track, but it's a flat one mile. Uh, how'd you like racing New Hampshire? Oh, it was a ton of fun. Um, you know, it's always good to go out there against all the East guys. Uh, it definitely made that combination race a little bit easier. Just, um, you know, you weren't so intimidated, uh, by everyone really that, that showed up there. You knew how they raced and, uh, you knew it was going to be fast. So, um, I think it's definitely been a positive to go out to the East races, but, um, yeah, going out to Loudoun was definitely, uh, nerve wracking at first, knowing that it was one of the, probably the biggest track I'd been on at the time. And, um, you know, having to go out there right away, we had like 45 minutes of practice and, um, knowing that every lap you made out there counted for sure. And, uh, you definitely had to make the most of everything. So, um, you definitely had to learn pretty quick and, uh, luckily we were pretty good, uh, right away. And, um, you know, in the race qualified seventh and got up to like third or fourth on the initial start and, uh, kind of were stagnant there for a while. And then. Um, when the end race, end of the race came up, uh, there was a couple green, white checkers and, uh, we were able to capitalize on, on those and gain a couple more spots. So, uh, it was, it was a cool ending that race also. Now, just after this last race out at Iowa, you were able to take back the point lead and that's very significant because just last month out at Sonoma, you guys had a really tough outing there. Definitely your toughest race of the year. And it set you guys back in points a little bit. You were only 14 out of the lead, but in the West Series, obviously, every race really counts because the season's so short. And, I mean, it's pretty remarkable that it took, uh, you know, two straight race wins and you're back up top already. That's got to be, that's got to feel pretty good for you guys to already be back at the top after just a couple weeks. Yes, it was, uh, it definitely picked everyone up on the, on Bill McAnally team after having such a bad weekend at, at Sonoma and, um, I mean, it started out okay, qualified fifth, but then um, not even making it to the start finish line before we were uh, tore up pretty bad. I definitely put everyone down for um, only for a little bit. They definitely knew what to do right away and uh, got right back out there working on the car to get me back out on track. But um, it was definitely great to go out to state line and get the win there. Uh, it definitely uh, set the kind of set the mood back up to where it was before. Uh, knowing like, hey, we can do this, and um, we're, we got to go out here and, and win a couple more. But um, now everyone trusted in each other, and, and we all have confidence in each other. I think that's been uh, one of the biggest keys to to our success this year, really. Too is um, everyone just just has confidence in each other, and um, now everyone can lean on lean on each other when they need it. And Todd, because of that tough luck you guys had out at Sonoma, we didn't really get to see how strong you and your team could run on that road course. And you guys have one more opportunity this year, actually two more opportunities at one track. Utah Motorsports Park's coming up in September with that uh, big doubleheader weekend. How do you expect to run there, just given the, uh, the, the uh, amount of experience you're able to gain, practice laps, qualifying out at Sonoma? Do you guys feel you're prepared for that one? Yeah, we definitely feel we're prepared. Uh, we're going to go out there and test uh, in a couple weeks. So we're definitely looking to put our best foot forward for that one. And uh, it's going to be a, a big weekend for sure. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's, it's been fun going to all these new tracks and including road courses. Um, it's, it's by far the most fun that you'll have in a race car just uh, you know, on a test day or something because you're always busy in there on a road course and uh, I mean, you are on an oval track too, but there's downshifting, shifting, turning left, right, uh, everything on a road course. So I'm definitely looking forward to 
uh, getting a little bit of redemption, I guess, on the uh, Miller Motorsports Park uh, road course in a couple months or weeks or uh, whenever it is. Can't wait to get there. And now all season long, you visited tracks for the first time, and you've had plenty of success at all those tracks. And uh, next week out, you guys are visiting Evergreen Speedway. Uh, how prepared are you for that race, and are you expecting more of the same success of that racetrack, given your guys' speed pretty much on all types of tracks this year? Yeah, I think we're definitely going to be uh, pretty good. I mean, uh, we have a test day uh, Friday before the race on Saturday night, so um, <clears throat> we're looking to, to gain a little bit of experience there, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting on yet another new track. I think it's, it's going to be fun to uh, get on a another bigger track and uh you know see how we stack up well todd good luck to you guys out at evergreen speedway next week and thank you for joining us today on the bill McAnally racing access show congrats on that win at iowa my name is riley herbst driver the 19 nos energy drink toyota camry and you're listening to the bill McAnally access show Thanks to driver of the number 16 Nap Auto Parts Toyota, Todd Gilliland, for joining the show. He is back in the championship lead, and he is on a roll. The last three races across the East and the West Series, he has finished first, second, and first yet again. And I'd like to take a moment to put into perspective the run that he's been on, his whole time with BMR, really. Across the K&N Pro Series East and West, he has made 14 starts thus far, 13 this season, and his West Series debut at the end of the 2015 season. In the West Series, he's made a total of nine starts. Eight of those are top five finishes, and five are wins. That's quite a run to start out your career in a series. And on the East Series side of things, it's quite impressive as well. He's made five starts, three top fives, and one race win. So overall, across both series, he's got six wins in 14 races, 11 top fives, and only once has he finished outside of the top ten. We should all truly be appreciating what we're having the opportunity to watch right now with Todd Gilliland at BMR. It's a very impressive run. Now to look ahead to this weekend's race for the NASCAR Can and Pro Series West out at Evergreen Speedway. Last year, BMR had a solid night at the track, picking up a third-place finish with Chris Eggleston, and Brandon McReynolds finished the race in the 12th spot. This week, rookie driver Cole Moore will return to the seat of the number 20 JM Environmental Toyota Camry, so BMR will have five cars racing again this weekend. The short track in Washington has been very good to Bill McAnally racing over the years. Eric Holmes is the most recent BMR winner at the track. He picked up the team's 50th win back in 2012 at Evergreen Speedway. Brian Eichler got a win behind the wheel in number 16 Nap Auto Parts car in 2007. Austin Cameron won in the 16 car back in 2004. And last week's guest Brendan Gaughan won there in 2000 and 2001 on his way to back-to-back -back championships. We asked Brennan about his memories of Evergreen Speedway back when he was behind the wheel of the number 16 Napa Auto Parts car when he joined the show, and here's what he had to say. Great years right there. That was We, we had great times up in, at Monroe. Um, had a lot of friends up there, Johnny Zaretsky and Kevin Hamlin, and, and we used to go up there and, and try to kick some butt. I loved racing that track. My favorite part is that the start-finish line is not in the center of the front straightaway. It's further towards turn one, and you actually hit the brakes in a regular lap before you get to the start-finish line. And I'll never forget qualifying there where you try to drive all the way to the start-finish line and you just barely make it through one and two on your last lap. And then the next car, you watch them wreck in turn one because they tried to get to the line. It's uh, really a, one of my, my old-school favorite tracks right there. Good memories from Brennan Gone on Evergreen Speedway. And this weekend, we should see a good race. 
And all year long on the show, I've been telling you about NASCAR's return to Oregon. And if you haven't gotten your tickets for the race yet, now's your chance. You can go on to BMRNAPA.com and you can get your tickets for the race now. General admission is just $25 and children 5 and under are free. Or you can get that special VIP hospitality ticket for this great night of racing. That ticket will get you one general admission ticket, entrance into the Budweiser Hospitality Zone, dinner, beverages, VIP seating, NASCAR K&N Pro Series driver meet and greets, plus a VIP pit tour. That race is coming up Saturday, August 27th. It really is just around the corner now, so go online and get your tickets today. Coming up on the show, we'll be joined by a special guest. ARCA Racing Series Championship leader Chase Briscoe will be on the show. Chase made three starts with Bill McAnally Racing back in 2013, including his NASCAR K&N Pro Series West debut at Albuquerque, where he finished eighth. This is his rookie year in the ARCA Racing Series, and he has had quite a year. He's got four consecutive race wins. He leads the points with six races remaining. Chase Briscoe will join us momentarily when we come back on BMR Access. This is Cameron Haley, and you're listening to the Bill McNally Racing Access Show. Welcome back to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. Today we got another special guest lined up for you. We heard from Todd Gilliland earlier on the show. He picked up a win out at Iowa Speedway, and, well, we're talking to a guy now who has a win of Iowa Speedway at his own this season, but he's also got three other wins that he picked up uh, along in the same string of races. A former Bill McAnally Racing driver who's currently having a lot of success in the ARCA Racing Series, Chase Briscoe. Thanks for joining us today, Chase. No problem. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. And Chase, uh, I mean, we just mentioned a moment ago, four in a row wins in the ARCA Racing Series. That's a very impressive mark. And I mean, right now at this uh, this point in racing, I mean, there's so much talent across the board in motorsports. It, uh, it's it got to be pretty remarkable to you and your team just to be able to do something like this, I'd say, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, four in a row in any form of motorsports is definitely, you know, hard to come by. So but we're just right now just uh, definitely appreciating the opportunity that we've been given and uh, just trying to make it last as long as we can. So we're going to Berlin this weekend and uh, see what we can do there. Hopefully make it five in a row. But yeah, like you said, you know, ARCA is really tough this year, especially with the new uh, engine package they went to where everybody's in the spec engine now and the bodies all the, are all the same. So, so really tough right now. But yeah, we're just fortunate enough to be with a great team and uh, hopefully we can keep the streak going. One thing I've always liked about the ARCA Racing Series is I feel like it, uh, it really creates versatility in a driver and in a race team because you guys go to more different tracks than any other uh, stock car racing series does. You go to the two dirt tracks a year, you go to these big tracks like Pocono Raceway and the Super Speedways, and then you go to these tiny bullring short tracks sometimes too. And uh, that's been a big part of your success this season is the fact that you and your team have won at all these different types of tracks. How much does that speak to the versatility of you and your team? Oh, it's it's huge, you know. Luckily, it, you know, Canadian Motorsports, we have great race cars and great setups, and uh, it's one of the reasons we've had so much success is we were kind of the first team to really really commit to the new composite bodies and really focus all of our time on it just because we knew that's where the future was going, and I think it's paying dividends this year, and especially on the big tracks, you know, where aero is such a big deal. We, we kind of have the advantage there right now, and as well as on the short tracks. We, we just have it figured out right now, so. Uh, yeah, like I said, though, you know, ARCA is definitely the most versatile series there is as far as stock cars go, so you always got to be on your game everywhere you go, and we've been on that, so hopefully we can just keep it up for the remainder of the season and pull out the championship. Yeah, and you mentioned that championship. I mean, you guys, uh, you know, you're past halfway through the season now, and you and your team have really put yourselves out in front now after this winning streak. 
And I mean, with seven races to go, you got to be thinking about that title big time now. What would that mean to you to accomplish that? Oh, it'd be huge. I've never in my entire career been able to run for a championship, and this is the first year I've ever have the opportunity to so it would definitely be huge to get it and you know especially being an arca champion is a big deal as far as resume goes in your future so uh, that's obviously the goal you know it's still far ways away seven races a lot can happen but uh, we certainly so far putting our put ourselves in a position to win it just uh, we gotta keep executing and just finish it off and now along the way in this winning streak uh, you picked up two wins in your home state of indiana and uh, for a team like ours bill mcnally racing you know, we've got a race every year in Roseville, and we all know how big of a deal that race is, and it's uh, one that's truly emphasized on the schedule for the team. So I'm sure for you, going to your home state and picking up a couple wins, that had to be huge. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was huge to get them in Indiana, and my first one came in Indiana. We only go to Indiana three times a year, or four times a year, but at three different racetracks, and the only one we haven't won at yet is Salem, and that's the one that would mean the most to me. I, I literally grew up 10 to 15 minutes down the road from Salem. That's where my house still is today. So uh, hopefully if we can get one. We have another shot at Salem here later in the fall. We feel like we should have won the one earlier in the spring. So if we get, uh, get the trio and get one at Salem, it would be huge for sure. Mentioned that BMR just picked up a win at Iowa Speedway in the East-West Combo Race. You also got a win at Iowa in the ARCA Race a few weeks back. When I had Todd Gilliland on the show earlier, I asked him this question just because it seems like from what I've taken from most of my interviews this year, the drivers really seem to like Iowa Speedway. And I'm just curious, from your standpoint, you just picked up a win there. Is Iowa one of your favorite tracks as well? And what is it that makes it uh, such a driver-friendly racetrack? Yeah, I loved it just due to the fact that, you know, you could really move around. And coming from a dirt background, you know, the track's constantly changing every single lap. And it, is, it seemed like Iowa, to me anyway, has really changed a lot throughout the race. started out kind of running the bottom and, a little towards the middle, and by the end of the race, I was running right on the fence. So it was really neat for me how much the track changed throughout the race, and I feel like I played into the dirt guys' advantage. And there's just so many different options you could run for a groove, so it's absolutely a driver's track and one of my favorites. Another place where we've uh, heard your name before, the uh, former thing that Michael Walter Racing used to do was the uh, Peak Stock Car Challenge. They started that in 2013. You were a part of that. Bill McAnally Racing's had a big part in that as well. They've put together the cars for a lot of the drivers who have won the Peak Stock Car Challenges. But, uh, yeah, you were a part of that. And just tell us about what that experience was like. Yeah, it was a huge opportunity for me. I, you know, Like I said, I grew up racing dirt and sprint cars and never even thought stock cars or even getting a chance on pavement would ever be in the equation. And uh, I ended up getting, was fortunate enough and blessed enough to get that opportunity to go down there and do that television show. And I uh, kind of got my foot in the door on stock cars and Ty Norris, who was at the time the general manager of, uh, Michael Walter Racing just really took a liking to me and liked what they saw and kind of wanted to give me a shot and told me to move down and try to make it happen and ended up doing that. And like you said, I got a chance with Bill a couple of years ago and kind of got got my feet wet in stock cars and now I'm in the Arca stuff. So uh, definitely it was a huge deal for me. And I don't think if I would have never did that if I would even be where I am today. Yeah, and talk a little bit about that uh, that experience with Bill McAnally Racing you talked about. I mean, you guys ran three starts together uh, later in that 2013 season. And, I mean, for you at the time, being that that was, you know, the early days of your stock car experience, it had to be pretty cool for you to get behind the wheel of a car for a team as great as Bill McAnally Racing and with the help of some great sponsors like Peak Motor Oil and Napa Auto Parts. Yeah, it was huge, you know, getting out there with Bill. You know, Bill obviously knew what he was doing, and it was a great, respected team. Uh, they, they gave me my first shot in a stock car and had a lot of fun doing it. It was fun to work out there with all the guys. I moved out to 
to California for a month and got to work at the shop every day and kind of meet everybody and hang out with them all. So uh, it was definitely, you know, a great experience and wouldn't change it for the world, that's for sure. Well, Chase, uh, good luck to you this weekend. Uh, hope to see you guys uh, go after that fifth straight win and definitely hope to see you guys race hard for that ARCA championship this season. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, gang, this is Brennan Gaughan, driver number 62 South Point Chevrolet in the NASCAR Smoothie Series, and you're listening to the Bill McAnally All-Access Show. Welcome back to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. I'd like to take a moment at this time to share our condolences at BMR with the family and friends of racer Brian Clawson, who we sadly lost on Sunday night due to injuries sustained in a crash in a midget race. Brian Clawson was just 27 years old, and he went on to do some remarkable things in the world of motorsports in those 27 years. Brian Clawson was an ARCA Racing Series winner. He ran 26 races in the NASCAR Xfinity Series for Chip Ganassi Racing. But USAC Racing is where Brian Clawson shined the most in his racing career, Brian won four USAC National Drivers Championships, two in sprint cars, and two in midgets. In 2014, he won the very prestigious Chili Bowl Nationals. In 2010, Brian Clawson earned an Indy Lights scholarship by way of winning a USAC National Drivers Championship, which eventually propelled him to compete in the Indianapolis 500 three times. I think something that truly sums up the racer that Brian Clawson was is something that happened May of this year. Brian competed in his third Indianapolis 500 and finished 23rd in what is known to be one of the toughest and most demanding races a driver can compete in. And when it was all said and done, he went racing that same night at an Indiana dirt track and went out and won the sprint car feature after having just run 500 miles around Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Brian will certainly be remembered as one of the most versatile drivers to ever take to the track and as a legend of open wheel racing. But of course, he'll be remembered for who he was as a person and for so much more by all of his friends and loved ones. So once more, we share our condolences with all those close to Brian Clawson. He will be missed greatly. Before we wrap up the show today, I'd like to say thanks to driver Chase Briscoe of the ARCA Racing Series for joining us on BMR Access. I will add that he did race out of Berlin Raceway since he joined us for that interview. And while his winning streak did come to an end, he did go on to have a great second place finish and still has a very large championship lead. So we wish the best of luck to Chase as he and his team work toward that ARCA championship. As always, check out Bill McAnally Racing's SoundCloud page. All of our episodes can be found on there. And don't forget that you can listen to BMR Access on all your mobile devices. Download us on iTunes using the podcast app or download the SoundCloud app on your phones. You can find it on iTunes or Google Play, and you can have access to all of our episodes. Continue to check out bmrnapa.com for all of your team news, event recaps, and all the great photos taken at the races. Thanks again to our special guests on the show today, Todd Gilliland, NASCAR k and Pro Series West Championship leader, as well as special guest Chase Briscoe from the ARCA Racing Series, also leading the points. Thanks once more for tuning in to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show, and tune in next time on BMR Access. You've been listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNAPA.com. 